Before the kids go out, I just want to say something to everybody. My family, I, I'm sure they snicker when I lose my temper, because especially if it's before I'm going to preach. Guess what, y'all? I got angry on Friday night and responded and reacted to my family. And I actually yelled, yelled at them. I didn't hit anybody or say any bad words or anything. I just was angry. Anybody ever been angry before? Come on, relate with me, please, okay? Right? So I, I, was, I, I need to just get this out there because Friday night was tough. I reacted. I ended up having to ask forgiveness, and they asked forgiveness, but I was glad that Saturday was Silent Saturday. Did you know it was Silent Saturday? It's, uh, as you think about Jesus having been put to death on Good Friday, you can be thinking about Silent Saturday because he was, his body was uh, in the tomb still. And, um, but, you know, I, there's, something, there's some good news we're celebrating today with the resurrection. I just wanted to show you all something. Before the kids went out, I made this uh, last, uh, well, I guess it was Friday, Friday morning. Terry and I actually found these out at the Josie's property. It's from a bordock tree, and uh, boy, those are pretty sharp thorns, right? And I was thinking about Jesus and, and how those soldiers made a crown of thorns and a purple robe and put it on him. And I was just, and I'll tell you, I had two pairs of pliers and some cutters to make this work, and I still got hurt. These things are sharp. They're prickly. And sometimes I, I just got to thinking about sin, sins like that in our own lives. It, it pricks our heart. It pricks our lives. And, and uh, when, when, when we are living in the world and have sin and brokenness in us. It's kind of like this morning when the electricity... How many of you had electricity go out this morning? Okay? It's not too easy when it, everything's dark. You know, kind of scary sometimes, especially if it's at night. But, uh, you know, when, when we have the darkness in us and around us, sometimes it's not just prickly to us, but I just wondered if anybody wanted to come give me a hug because I've really had a hard time in the last, you want to give me a, would you like to give me a, can you give me, oh, y'all are going to give me a hug and not even care about the thorns, huh? <laughs> Look, yeah, whoa, there we go, you got my glasses too. Hey, we leave something with people when we give them hugs. Okay, go, go, or Hannah. All right, well, there comes another hug, look at there, thank you. You know, we can actually be prickly with other folks, can't we? But you know, as I thought about this, Pete, if you got that PowerPoint up, and I'm not sure the clicker's working, can you give us through the, the, just the first ones there? Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the stone being rolled away today in here. I'm not sure what y'all are going to do in there, but I actually made a, a picture of this crown. Take a look at this picture. Come on, Pete. There you go. I made a, made a photo of the crown, and I, I posted it. And it's, after I posted it, I looked at it, and I thought, you know, it's not just a crown of thorns. Look, can you see behind the crown? Th that's actually a picture of this. What's behind it? There's a shadow. What's in the shadows? Back up one more, Pete. So that's the picture of it. What do you see? Do you see something in the shadows? Move ahead one. 
Let's make it a little bit darker. Move it ahead one more. Can you see behind the shadows, in the shadows of the, of the thorns? Anybody see what I see? Another crown. Do you see the crown? And, it, and it's actually on a king's head. Do you see it? Move, move to the next one there, Pete. You see, this, when they put this on his head, was his coronation. His death on the cross was his coronation. And uh, Jesus died so that we didn't have to be prickly on the inside or the outside. He wore the crown of thorns for us so that we can be forgiven of all of the wrong in our lives. And we, because of that, we don't have to be prickly to other people. All right? That's my word for you guys. Y'all want to head on out? The Lord bless these young men and women as they meet. So would you turn to Matthew chapter 28 with me, please? Matthew 28. Uh, uh, let's just look at, look at the scripture first and go back. I'll, I'll come back to that, Pete. Matthew chapter 28. Verse 1, it says, and I'm reading from the Holman Christian Bible. It says, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, because <laughs> it's got Ariana's hair in my glasses. <laughs> I was going, what is hair doing here? I just realized. Okay, there we go. Mary and Mary, Magdal Mary, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to view the tomb. Suddenly there was a violent earthquake because an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and approached the tomb. He rolled back the stone and was sitting on it. His appearance was like lightning and his robe was as white as snow. The guards were so shaken from fear of him that they became like dead men. But the angel told the women, don't be afraid. Because I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He's not here. For he has been resurrected just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples. He has been raised from the dead. In fact, he's going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Listen, I've told you. So departing quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy, they ran to tell his disciples the news. Just then, Jesus met them and said, good morning. Can you imagine that? Poof. Good morning. They came up, took hold of his feet, and worshiped him. Then Jesus told them, don't be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. As they were on their way, some of the guards came into the city and reported to the chief priest everything that had happened. After the priest had assembled with the elders and agreed on a plan, they gave the soldiers a large sum of money and told them, Say this, his disciples came during the night and stole him while we were sleeping. If this reaches the governor's ears, we will deal with him and keep you out of trouble. So they took the money and did as they were instructed, and this story has been spread among Jewish people to this day. 
The 11 disciples traveled to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped, but some doubted. Then Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Thank you, Lord. Okay, you can bring the PowerPoint back. Well, it's on there. Good. So, the stone was rolled away. I want you to think about the implications of the stone being rolled away. The stone was rolled away. We're going to look at four things this morning. That stone rolled over our guilt. It rolled over our guilt. One commentator said that the cross was the payment for sin. It was the payment for our sin. When Jesus died on the cross, all of the sin of the world, past, present, and future, came on him. And he paid the penalty of death for our sin. The resurrection was the receipt, proving that the payment was fully accepted. The earth shook both at Christ's passion and at his resurrection. Then to show that it could not bear his suffering, now to show that it could not hinder his rising. When we see the place where they laid him, we see that the Father did not forsake Jesus. He rolled that stone rolled over our guilt and replaced it with forgiveness. That's the answer to guilt. We need forgiveness. Y'all, we need forgiveness from God. We need to be restored to him. Once restored to him, we can be restored to others. Forgiveness is a gift to us. And it, and it comes into us and, and, and takes away the, that brokenness of sin. Forgiven. Big words. But because of that, the prickly part of us in relationship to others, we can also give and receive forgiveness. That stone rolled over our guilt. It crushed it, crushed our guilt, and replaced it with forgiveness. You know, as I pondered my response to, to my family on, on, on Friday night, I pondered it all day Saturday. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but in the midst of having done wrong, this overwhelming condemnation came, down, came on me, and I thought, Nothing's worth anything. If I can't control my anger and keep from shouting and, and yelling, then, you know, where, where, where is the power in that? Where is it? And, and, I, and I, I came under this heavy condemnation. 
And I thought about Jesus. You know, it says here in the, at the end of this chapter 28 that the 11 disciples met in Galilee to see him. There was one other. And I thought about the, the days before the crucifixion. Though Jesus knew who was going to betray him, he didn't exclude him from the meal. He made forgiveness before it happened available to, even to Judas. I've thought about and pondered not just my own brokenness, but the brokenness of others. You know, the older I get and, and, and uh, the more I've been involved in ministry, the, you know, when I teach young uh, missionaries that are about to go out into the mission field or I'm with young uh, men and women that are wanting to go into the ministry, you know, that was a bit, at least smile with me, come on. When I see people in those positions, I, I, I tell them some challenging stories and I say, but there's, there's good news, it gets worse. It does. Because it takes a step of faith for us, and God's always forever increasing our faith. But what it means is as leaders, in the, as leaders in the body of Christ, we have got to be like Jesus and forgive, extend forgiveness. So it's, it's, the, it's the lot of a leader, I think, to be misunderstood. That's one of the reasons I... Actually, I have a cup, a coffee cup, and it said pastor on it. It was a black coffee cup, and in white it said pastor and had a scripture on it. Y'all, Friday night, I got a black magic marker and colored that out. <laughs> I just wiped it out. The fact is, I don't want to be called pastor. I'm, I know I'm a leader. But the fact is, all of us are pastors. And we all put our lives on the line. And there are people around us that are going to take advantage of us. You're going to have some situations, even in the church, where people will give you a hard time. Has that ever happened to you? Listen, that stone being rolled away crushes the guilt, not only of us, but of those that have hurt us or offend us. We receive and give forgiveness because that stone was rolled away. That stone overcame our fear and replaced it with power and authority. You know, there's several passages or, or illustrations in the Bible where people have been resuscitated. Uh, you know, Lazarus was resuscitated. Uh, the widow's son in the days of Elijah was resuscitated. But Jesus was resurrected. You see, those lives were resuscitated so that they could live again, but they would eventually die. Right? But Jesus was resurrected. His body was not in the tomb. 
that's an incredible power. Power over death. Power that could overcome our fear. There are three challenges that I really want to speak to today. One is guilt. Another is fear. Fear. If we look at this passage, we see actually that the soldiers feared. They feared so much when the angel came down and rolled that stone that they felt they were shaken and they fell down like they were dead. Made me think of those, those little uh, goats, the fainting goats. You know, you can say boo and they just fall down. It happened with the soldiers when they came in to get him at Gethsemane. I'll never forget watching a drama where the soldiers came onto a wooden stage in Texas. And as they marched up to Jesus, they, they said, we're looking for Jesus. And, and Jesus said, I am. And when he said, I am, all of the soldiers just hit that wooden floor. Wham! It knocked them down. Happened twice. That's authority. Soldiers that were afraid. Chief priests that were afraid when the soldiers came to them. So afraid that they told a lie, and that always gets you into more trouble, doesn't it? When you tell one lie, you have to cover it up with another. To believe what the chief priest told the soldiers to say, we have to believe this. That all of the soldiers were asleep. All of them. That all the soldiers violated the strict law of the Roman military against sleeping on watch, punishable by death. That all the soldiers slept so deeply that none of them were awakened by the work and exertion and, and the noise necessary to roll away the stone and carry out the body. And we have to believe that all the soldiers were so soundly asleep, yet they knew who it was who did it. He said, tell, tell them that you fell asleep and the disciples took them. How did that work? We lie because of fear. The soldiers were afraid. The chief priests were afraid. Even the women that went to the tomb were afraid. Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. But if, if you look, just look at uh, in Matthew 28. Verse 8, so departing quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy, they ran to tell his disciples the news. They had fear and great joy. Jesus says to them, don't be afraid. Tell my brothers to, to, to leave for Galilee. I'm going to meet them there. You see, the ladies feared with joy. I was pondering this and I thought, you know, those ladies were actually the first evangelists after the resurrection. The angel commanded them to go and give good news that Jesus was risen from the dead. And it comes to me that any evangelist is going to be a happy evangelist because we carry good news. They were afraid, but they had joy. That stone overcame our fear and replaced it with power. In our Western culture, it's said that 
we have struggled with guilt from uh, guilt of our sin, and so we preach forgiveness. One missionary wrote about this and said, guilt may be the problem in the Western world, but guilt is not as challenging to those in tribal areas. So in some places, what's plaguing them the most is fear, and the answer to fear is power. Y'all, I believe that the, the message of Jesus through a church through the body of Christ that understood the power of God is a reason that Christianity has taken off in Africa, taken off in, in uh, Central America and South America. Because where fear has been, power is the answer. So that stone rolled away means that, it was, that we overcome fear and it's replaced with power. He crushed our enemy. Who is the enemy? He crushed the enemy and he replaced it with authority. The enemy is Satan, hell, and death. The serpent bruised his heel on the cross and Jesus crushed the serpent's head in the resurrection. That was the prophetic word. Fear is destroyed. Lies are exposed. And the power of the enemy is made naught. With that stone rolled away, we now have an authority because of the resurrection. And the last thing, he kicked out our shame and he replaced it with honor. Just as in Western culture, guilt may have been challenging and maybe in tribal cultures, fear would have been. This missionary said that in, in, in Asian cultures, shame has been the issue. And the way you deal with shame is with wholeness and in honor. The resurrection of Christ is a subject of terror to the servants of sin. And a subject of consolation to the sons of God. Because it is a proof of the resurrection of both. One to shame and the other to glory. When we see the place that they laid him, we have to see that we have a living friend in Jesus. You know, the first time that Jesus actually calls his disciples brothers is in verse 10. He says, then Jesus told them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to leave for Galilee and they will see me there. He kicks out our shame. Those disciples, the same disciples who had hidden in fear, were made ambassadors for the kingdom. Charles Wesley wrote a song. 
Christ the Lord is risen today. Listen to these two verses. Vain the stone, the watch, the seal. Christ has burst the gates of hell. Death in vain forbids his rise. Christ has opened paradise. Lives again our glorious, lives again our glorious king. Where, O death, is now thy sting? Once he died our souls to save. Where's thy victory boasting grave? That stone being rolled away replaced our shame with honor as sons and daughters in the kingdom of God. We're forgiven. We have power. We have authority. And we have honor. Honor restored to us. Josiah said this morning when the lights were out and the electricity was off, the thought was, let's go outside and have church. Listen, folks, I want to commission us today to go outside this building wherever we go and to be the church wherever we are. Because that stone was rolled away, we don't have to live bound by the guilt and condemnation. We're born into that, but we don't have to live there anymore. We don't have to live under that accusation. We don't have to live under the fear. He has conquered that fear with his love. And he's given us, instead of fear, power. He's crushed the enemy, Satan, hell, and death. And he's given us authority. And he's kicked out our shame and replaced it with honor. Ponder this with me. The stone was rolled away to our guilt, our fear, the enemy, and shame. He's rolled it. He's overcome. He's crushed. And he's kicked it. Sorry, y'all. Hate to be cheesy today, but you know that spells rock. I think this is a good foundation to think about our small groups that we are having. In our small groups, we're looking at calling those rock groups. Somebody asked me, what does rock stand for? And it stands for nothing, but everybody wants to be a part of a rock group. In the rock groups, we walk this out. Together, we walk this out. We're not alone in the journey. God's called us to stand together. Because that stone was rolled away. We can be like a rock, like Peter, established on the rock of Jesus. We can forgive as we have been forgiven. I'll just have to say, that was the rock that rolled. Will you roll this week? Will you be that rock? Will you be an expression of the empty tomb? Will you see the kingdom of God advance before you this week? I'm asking you. Y'all, we have an authority because of what happened in that tomb. The crown of thorns that he wore 
was actually for his coronation. And we served that king. What he wore, how he was bruised, beaten, and hung on the a, on a cursed tree for us means that by his stripes we're healed. And we can make a difference wherever we go. Don't live in the darkness of a Friday night like I did on a good Saturday, a good Friday, and spend a Saturday in silence. No longer should our Saturdays have to be made in silence. They should be made for victory. We are overcoming.